0: Doing, and welcome back to the cold seat podcast where the seats are cold and the takes are hot happy tuesday episode 56 here today um, per usual we have our tuesday normal episode where we cover everything but football and on thursdays we have our thursday turf talk so make sure you're t- tuning in twice a week to check us out uh, although we will talk about the nfl injuries today so Uh, We don't really talk about college football, NFL football at all in terms of the outcomes of games, stuff like that, but we will talk about injury updates. Um, But to kick it off with the turn up the heat, we are recording separately today uh, due to Wi-Fi difficulties on my part. We weren't able to have our joint call like we normally do to get the recording in nice and smooth between the two of us, so I'm going to get my piece and then Brady will have his. And Brady's turn up the heat was a little interesting. He is saying that the NLB is going to change the playoff format, basically talking about how the way they've structured it with a three-game wildcard, a five-game DS series, and then a seven-game CSN World Series, um, that it doesn't favor the teams that have the bye because the bye is normally detrimental to teams' uh, performance, and we've seen that so far. Uh, between the top four teams, the four teams that have got a bye, a week off between a regular season before playing in their playoff games they're one in five right now with two more games tonight and then tomorrow as well so a little bit interesting um i agree with him i think it should be changed the format um, should most definitely be changed in that every year there's a reason and evidence behind why the current format is detrimental to teams that play best in the regular season so i'll let him touch on it mainly but that's just my thoughts my take A little simpler, uh, food-related, is that cane sauce is a lot better than Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, I know a lot of people like Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't mind it. I've grown to like it more and more over the years, but it still doesn't touch cane sauce. Um, There's something about the cane sauce consistency. It's a little thicker than Chick-fil-A sauce. I think Chick-fil-A sauce is a little bit runny. Um, It doesn't quite give that same impact when you you are looking for a sauce when you... Like, for instance, chicken, because that's what you use these sauces for. When you're dipping the chicken in the cane sauce, it's a little more filling than Chick-fil-A sauce. It kind of just, like, coats the chicken. So, that's all I got on that cane sauce. I just think better tasting, better texture, um, a little thicker. So, that is that. Moving on to MLB here. Uh, Brady's going to cover the MLB, but basically, um, I'm not too impressed with how the... Um, higher ranked teams have looked so far like I said with Brady's hot take Um, divisional began on Saturday so in the wild card we had the Rangers Twins Phillies and Diamondbacks all sweeping their series Um, but the divisional is interesting I mean it'll probably it'll be over by the time we're going next week we'll have the CS the AL and NLCS series to talk about so I'll let him touch on that but very interesting Orioles unfortunately have lost the first two Uh, they play Game 3 tomorrow night, hoping to keep the season alive. But he will touch on that. Golf. So I got golf this week. Um, In terms of what's going on the PGA Tour, we had our first event on the tour in a while. And due to my lack of Wi-Fi um, and no cell connection, I don't really have access to a ton of stats. Um, But in terms of golf, the Sanderson Farms Championship event took place this past weekend. Um, the 5th through the 8th, is played down in the country club of Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi. A really tight race throughout the whole event. I don't think there's been a much tighter finish than we've seen this past weekend. We had a five-way playoff where five guys finished their four rounds at 18 under, and so they went into a playoff, all five, and only one player birdied the first playoff hole. And I'm going to forget his name because I have no notes connection um so he got a three on the par four everyone else got a four so he won it right there um one of the five in the playoff were was ludwig oberg the texas tech alum who is just 23 i believe performed great at the Ryder cup last week uh has already won a dp world tour event and just playing really well on the pga tour consistently so shout out to him one shot from winning it still took home a nice um just under 600k but that's pretty much it for golf. We do have an event upcoming this week. I don't remember the name, but it is a pretty important event, kind of closing out, getting to the back stretch of this PGA Tour season. Um, I don't really know what to expect for it, but looking forward to that event as well. Um, stay tuned in on that. I'm sure Golf Channel, um, CBS, stuff like that, will be broadcasting it per usual. Um, next up, NFL injuries. A lot of big names injured, including Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey. Anthony Richardson with a long-term injury, Um, and it sucks. Every week we have a lot of big-name guys going down, just either contact, contact, -contact. non-contact. It's unfortunate, but it's just the nature of the game. And then NHL. For NHL, we have the 2023-24 season kicking off, if you're listening to this Tuesday, kicking off tonight, October 10th. It should be a fun season. We just wrapped up preseason. Each team only played about uh, six games maybe um so really looking forward to this season you know all the biggest stars are healthy um should be interesting to see who comes out on top i know you rarely see repeats or dynasties in the nhl so i wonder if we'll see a new champ this year but nonetheless excited to have another sport up and going uh we're going to give up updates probably every few weeks standings wise on the nhl um and we might have a little prediction next week we'll see and then with the NBA. The preseason kicks off Monday night. So if you're listening to this Tuesday, kicked off last night. A 73 game slate across the preseason. With the regular season beginning on October 24. So between the 30 game, 30 teams, we have a 73 games. So each team will play, you know, a few games. Um, probably about five games. And Victor Wemanyama debuting tonight for me, since we're recording this Monday. For the spurs i'm really looking forward to that as a spurs fan really don't know what to expect for this nba season uh which is kind of what my ice bath is as well So i'm closing out my segment here Um, i'm really excited for it i haven't really paid as close attention to nba the past couple years in comparison to four or five years ago when i was really into it um part of that's just being in college and having different priorities and more into the nfl and mlb and stuff like that Um, but i don't really know what to expect i don't know who the champion's going to be. Obviously, the Nuggets played really, really well last season um, behind Jokic and Jamal Murray and all those guys playing really well. Christian Brown, Michael Porter Jr., um, KCP. This season could be interesting. I could see the Grizzlies making a run. Um, obviously, the Nuggets can make another run and win back-to-back. The Bucks should be pretty good. Uh, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, both of them are stars, obviously. Um, but yeah, I really don't know what to expect out of the East either. Um, like I said, the Bucks, but there's a few other teams that are fighting for spots. You know, the Heat are always up there. The Celtics are looking good. So it should be interesting to see what happens in both conferences. But nonetheless, we do have basketball back. Um, we are going to have predictions two weeks from today. So the opening day of the NBA regular season, we will have an episode coming out with predictions and stuff like that. So we're looking forward to that. Sorry about all the technical difficulties today. Uh, It's unfortunate the way, um, you know, the technical world works is you you need Wi-Fi or cell connection to be able to do anything. And when you have neither of those, it makes recording a podcast pretty difficult. But we still make it work. Um, Still do everything we can to get content out for y'all. And really excited to keep this going. I know we talk about it pretty much every week, but as I'm kind of closing out my part, I really like the way we have it rolling right now where we're talking about MLB, golf, giving some NFL injuries, and then soon-to-be NHL and NBA with Thursday turf talks just being strictly football, um, the entire NFL slate, and then all the the college football ranked matchups along with a couple games of our choice um, and the Texas Tech game, of course. We are going to recap that just in just a couple days. Really looking forward to that episode. I know it's going to be a good episode because... The NFL slate was loaded this past week, but I think that pretty much does it for me. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Follow us on social media on Twitter or X and Instagram at Cold Seat Podcast, and we will see y'all in a couple days for Thursday Turf Talk.
1: What's going on, guys? As Brett intro today, we've got some technical difficulties with some Wi-Fi issues uh, at Brett's apartment, so a little bit of a different recording today for the pod. Hopefully, we'll have the Wi-Fi issues shored up by Wednesday for the Thursday Turf Talk episode. We can record that evening, but, uh, Monday night, a little bit of an issue there. So kind of got to keep roll with the punches and keep it rolling here. So, uh, my hot take this week, I know Brett kind of reacted to it already. Um, MLB needs is, or it, I guess my hot take is that they're going to change the playoff format. Um, to me, it's pretty clear that, uh, it even clear pending the results from tonight. I know as of, as I'm recording right now, the Phillies are up three, nothing on the Braves and, uh, you know, the Braves who had historic offense all year have been held, uh, Scoreless and now through a game and a half, the MVP Ronald Acuna is gonna—he's zero for so far. He was I think zero for four in Game one, 0 for two tonight. Austin Riley, who's gonna be probably the, the coming second or fourth, or sorry, third or fourth MVP voting, is uh one for I think probably five or six on the series right now. So um, you're just not good overall for them, and and what was a historic offense in the regular season is now being you know stymied in the in the postseason, and I think this is just kind of a a look into the fact that a week off has a lot of negative impact on the team. I think you look at do- what happened to the Braves and the Dodgers last year, both being 100-plus win teams, losing to sub-90 win teams. Uh, Dodgers got rolled in Game 1. Braves pretty much got rolled in Game 1 as well on Saturday. Um, they lost 3-0, to but their offense could do absolutely nothing. Um, the pitching didn't look great. They gave a bunch of walks, I believe. So, there's that ink when you look at last year. I know I know the Astros swept kind of en route to their World Series win. But when you look at what happened in that series, and they were down seven to five late in game one, and they won you know they won game three in eighteen innings in a one run game. So uh the enti- all all three of those games were decided by two or less runs, two of them being one run. So a couple different pitches go go uh go Seattle's way and we're looking at Seattle sweeps that series. So um you know Yankees went down 2-1 against Cleveland last year they ended up bouncing back but um I think when you look at what higher seeds have been kind of the way that they've handled the postseason in the last 2 years since changing this format to bring in you know an entire three a three game series for the wild card games and giving those those teams a week off I think that I think it hurts a lot of offenses I think you saw the Dodgers putting up two runs yesterday or on Saturday they were a really good offense last year you look at you know the Braves again I talked about the Braves just now Look at the Orioles who you know, I know the offense had a good game, but the pitching was terrible in game two. They're down two o to the Rangers who, you know, talked, Brett and I've talked at length about how the Rangers have been, have been a team of, of kind of runs and ebbs and flows uh, of winning streaks and losing streaks. But I mean, again, I think you look at what um you look at what the the Orioles have have not done and and they're struggling too. So that's another team with a bye that struggled. Um, it's one, one in the Astros series. So, I mean, that's I'm not really going to draw anything from that, but I think the MLB is going to end up changing the, their postseason format. I just think that when you look at the money that they're losing in ratings, we had two sub 91 teams in the NLCS last year, um, two smaller markets. I know San Diego is a pretty small market and, and kind of in comparison to Atlanta or Los Angeles, no Philly's a pretty big sports market, but, um, you know, I think then when we had the Astros in the World Series again last year, a lot of people just didn't watch because people didn't want to see it. Um, people didn't want to watch. People didn't want to see them win. I think that's. I think baseball is. Baseball fans, as much as we talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and even the Braves, I think people are tired of the Astros too. So, um, I just don't think it's good for baseball. I think that they realize they're losing money. I think they need to change it. Um, you know, I think there's obviously the Phillies are a great team this year, and I'm not trying to take any, anything away from them or, or what they did last year, but. You know they're a team that struggled in the regular season. They won 89 games last year. They won or 87 games last year, and they won 90 games this year. The Braves won 104. The Dodgers won 100. The Orioles won 101. Last year the Braves won 100. The Dodgers won 111. There has to be a better incentive for teams to win in the regular season, because if not, you are now incentivizing teams essentially to start. You know, teams like the Braves or the Dodgers who go and dominate through the first four months, five months of the season, they get to September. They go, we're just gonna, we're just gonna rest everybody we're not we're going to try we're going to lose games because we do we want the wild card series and that's crazy to say because you basically bring it down to three or three game series but i think that's if we see both these teams get bounced again and then we look at maybe the, maybe the or the orioles get bounced still maybe the Astros get bounced i think if we see it looks like we're going to see at least two of the top four seeds go down and if we get three or maybe even all of them yeah, I think it's time for a change. Uh, I, think, I think again, Major League Baseball—the money that they're going to lose in TV money—they're already competing with college football and NFL football, right? with NFL, you know, eyes and viewership right now. And the NBA starting up and hockey starting up—they're—they're they're, they're battling for a lot of eyes and a lot of eyeballs. And I think when you get the when you miss the big markets, and you miss—and frankly, you just miss the best teams. Um, you know, a lot of people hit the Dodgers. A lot of people hit the Braves. A lot of people hit the Yankees. A lot of people hate, and then they're not in this year, but a lot of people hit the Astros. But they're the best teams in baseball this year. And so I think there are people who want to see the best teams win. Um, you know, I think even when we look at the Giants, you know, in 2021, they won 107 games. They had to play a wild card game, a wild card team. those was 106 win teams. So, um, you know, some ideas for this. I don't want to just, you know, complain and moan about no, this is a problem to not, not kind of bring up an, a kind of a solution. I think in 2020, when we had eight teams each in kind of each league go to the playoffs and we had round one was a three game set, five game set, seven game set. So it was the first round divisional series and a five. Game. So first round was three games. Divisional series was five. And we got to the LCSs, which were still seven. The world series is seven. That was a little different because of COVID 60 game season. I think they could bring some, something like that back. Uh, I don't think baseball would hurt would hate having two more, you know, two more teams in the playoffs, and that's more playoff games and more eyeballs. Um, you know, I think there would be some crumbling about, oh, we're gonna have eight teams in each, you know, we're gonna have over half the league makes the playoffs, but the NBA doesn't, nobody really complains. Shoot, the NBA has two thirds of the league in quote in the playoffs when you get the play in games. So I don't you know, I don't know people I don't think people would be complaining that much. Um I think if you want to talk about, oh, well it's unfair for the teams who are the top two seeds to now have to play that series. Fine. Then make it similar, similar to the play-in, where the top seed has to win one game. Right? So said the Do- So in 2020, the Dodgers played the brewers. They were the one seed brewers or the eight seed. Basically the Dodgers have to win one game. The Brewers have to win two. I think, and it's back to that. I think it's simple as that, or maybe it's, you know, there, it's a modified, it's a variation of that. Um, you know, I think that gives the the better team the advantage. Um, you know, maybe that's a little too much. I don't know, but that's that's something we need to look at. And I think another solution for this is push the NLDS to seven games, push the ALDS to seven games, push the divisional series to seven games. Because ultimately, the reason you see a lot of upsets in five game series, and it's the reason why the NBA went away from it, is because you used to see top seeded teams get upset all the time in a five game set. All you got to do is take one, and you can get home court advantage or home field advantage. So. Um and it's and it's easy for a team to lose two straight. You oftentimes don't see teams lose three or four straight. Um, especially good teams. I think you can see a lot of good teams lose two straight like the Orioles just did, like the Braves might do tonight down four nothing now, and like the Dodgers might do tonight and go down two0 And I think it's you know, that's not uncommon. I think it's hard, you know, and then you put them in a bad position and it basically gives the lower seed they gotta win one game, they gotta win one more game. And they kind of put the higher seats back against the wall, having to win three straight. So that's part of why the NBA did away with it. Um, the Celtics lost, I think, a, a, a first-round set in three or in a five-game set. The Lakers lost one back in the 80s, I believe, and that's kind of what pushed them to move, kind of change the, the format, missing some of the big market teams. Um, I think the MLB will do the same. Um, again, maybe we do less time off. Maybe we change the wild-card series. I don't know what they need to do. Um, they're going to have to change it, though. Because we're seeing, once again, this Braves offense, which was historically good. They won 104 games. Ronald Acuna is hitless right now. Matt Olson has one hit. Ozuna's got no hits. Let's see. Travis Arneau has zero hits. Austin Riley has one hit. It's just, it's bad. Ozzie Albies has one hit. Michael Harris has no hits. It's not, and this is in the whole series. It's not good. Right. I mean, they're getting no hit right now through through, you know, four innings and great. Exactly. is an awesome pitcher. But I think there's they've got to have some nuance and, and they have got to change the way they do this because we're missing phenomenal teams because they get cold over a whole week not playing baseball. I um, think there's a lot of people don't really understand how how the momentum really works for these baseball teams. So um, that's my hot take is that they're going to change it. I think it needs to be changed. I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people have that belief, but I think it's going to happen. May not go into into effect next year, but I think in 2025, we are going to see a different playoff format um, that's going to benefit or give some sort of different benefit to higher seeded teams. Because I don't think a week off from baseball is a benefit, frankly. I don't think it is. Um, That's kind of my two cents on it. Um, I know, I don't know how Brett feels. I assume he feels a similar way. I could be wrong. Um, I know Orioles go down 2 0. I, I think he kind of feels like they went cold, especially in the first game. So, you know, pitching goes cold. I think it's just a combination thing. So um, you heard my thoughts. You heard Brett's thoughts. I'll give my thoughts on Brett's hot take, which is uh, far less in depth than mine today. His is that cane sauce is better than Chick-fil-A sauce. Um, You heard his argument. brett has got a lot of wild food takes. I will disagree with this one, but it's not by much. Cane sauce is also an elite sauce. I just personally prefer Chick-fil-A sauce, but I can understand why someone would say cane sauce is better. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate this one. I think this is a fine hot take. I think most people like Chick a sauce better. I think that's fair. I like it better. But I also do like cane sauce a lot. I will I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna push back too hard on this food take from Brett. I know I usually do. Usually give him some give them a hard time for it, but this is a fine one, I think. That there's plenty of people who like cane sauce. This is not a crazy one for me. Um, so that's kinda my kinda my take on it. Um getting into playoff I kinda touched on this a little bit already. The playoff outlook, but we'll kind of give a wild card recap. Pardon me, I gotta catch my breath here, talking this long. Um, going on almost 11 minutes of just talking and catch my breath a little bit here. Um, let me pull up some scores while I'm looking at, while we're going to do this. So get a little wild card recap, the American league. We had Rangers at Rays. the 90 win Rangers versus the 99 win Rays, who were two games back at being the first seed in, uh, in the American league. So, they lost four nothing in the first game to the to the to the Rangers. Uh, Jordan Montgomery pitched an absolute gem. I think he pitched six or seven. Looked phenomenal for the Rangers. They went four nothing, and then in game two on Wednesday, uh, Nathan Ivaldi. I think he went six or seven as well. He looked amazing. Gave up one run over his outing. The Rangers won seven to one. Their offense looks to be clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, so they rolled through the Rays two nothing. And uh, I know the Rays were the home team, but. Uh, Man, St. Petersburg crowd did not show out for the Rays. Um, not a great home stand for them. The Twins and the and the Blue Jays. Twins swept this one as well. Actually, all the wild card series were sweeps. Twins won three to one uh, in the first game, and then the second game, they won 2-0. Some really, really, really good pitching from Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray for the for the Twins um, in their series. I don't know if I, I think I just said Rays. I meant to say Twins. Been a long, bit of a long day. drove back from Dallas this morning, so I'm a little tired, but. Um, yeah, twins took the first game 3 1 and then won the second one for 2 0. On the back, once again, on the backs, a great pitching, as well as Royce Lewis hit two homers in the first game and a homer in the second game. So that dude is on an absolute tear right now. Um, <clears throat> Diamondbacks Brewers, uh, Diamondbacks won the first game six to three. Not great pitching for them to start it out. I don't remember who pitched. I don't remember. I don't, something with a P. I don't know how to say his last name. Corbin Byrne struggled a little bit, he got t- kind of touched up in the middle innings. And then they won the next game five to two. They came, they were down in both games. They were down three-o in the first game, down 2-0 in the second game, came back and won. <clears throat> Zach Gallon kind of locked in after struggling early against the Brewers in game two. Um Diamondbacks again came back and won that one as well by three uh to sweep the series in Milwaukee. And then with the final one was here was Marlins Phillies. Phillies won the first one four to four to one. just an overall pretty dominating win for them. Kind of took care of business from the jump, and then again in game two, seven to one again took care of business. Aaron Ola looked really good. I think the Marlins scored late, like in the eighth inning in that one. So, um, yeah, they were at three uh, zero. Bryson Stott hit a grand slam in the seventh inning. I think they just totally put out of reach and put it at seven seven to zero. Uh, Marlins scored one late, but um, again, Phillies dominated the wild card series, dominating the NLDS right now. They are uh, they're up four nothing. Bottom five, two outs. Zach exactly was yet to give up a hit still. Eddie Rosario was at bat. Um, they, they look really good. Max Freer got touched up, only went four innings before Kirby Yates had to come into in the fifth inning and relieve him. Um, so, yeah, man, not 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 a great showing for the top seeds, like I said. Um, all sweeps in the wild card series is pretty crazy. Um, two home teams won, two road teams won, split those. And then, like I said, the divisional series, um, Rangers and Orioles, Rangers are up 2-0. They took game one, 3-2, and a tight one. Um, bullpen kind of got them out of it, barely. Um, I think it was all homers hitting this game. I think mostly all homers, maybe a couple doubles, but a bunch of homers in that first, in that first game for them. Then they won yesterday 11-8 in a pretty high-scoring game. Rangers were up early. I think the Orioles kind of started to fight back at the end, but ultimately Rangers held on with that big lead. Um, twins Astros is one to one twins or Astros Astros won the first game, six to four Verlander spun a gem. Uh, I think he only pitched uh five innings though. No, he pitched six innings. He went six, didn't give up any runs. Astros bullpen got touched up, gave up four in the sevens, but held on to win six to four. And then uh, in the second game, I believe the twins won. I think it was four to one. I want to say, um, sorry, six to two Carlos Correa had an awesome, uh, Awesome, awesome game. I think he had three RBIs in this one, uh, two or three RBIs in this one for uh, for Correa, past Derek Jeter on the playoff RBIs list, which is pretty crazy. A guy who is yeah, th- three RBIs for three hit game, three RBIs for Correa, a guy who's pretty young into his career, but or pretty early on in his career, but played a lot of postseason baseball, played a lot of really good, really good postseason baseball for a long time. So um, took it to his former team. They won six to two, outscoring them by himself, which is pretty wild. And then in the National League. Again, Phillies took the first one 3-0. Um, Braves can get, couldn't get much going offensively. Um, Phillies are through through five innings here, up 4 nothing yet to give up a hit. Against the Braves, looking like they're going to take game two as well. And the Dodgers got rolled in game one, 11-2. Uh, Clayton Kershaw got one out, gave up six runs, um, exited the game with an ERA of 162, as in 162.0. Um, so really not good from him. Uh, James Outman bobbled one to start the game uh, in in center field. Would have been been a nice running catch, didn't catch it. Um, That kind of opened the floodgates, and it was downhill from there. Gave up six runs before he got an out, got an out, and then I think he walked somebody. So, Brian Nemes Sheehan, who pitched admirably, gave up three runs over three and two-thirds. Rest of the bullpen, Uh, two other guys gave up runs, But other than that, um, just an uninspiring performance in general from the Dodgers. They scored two runs late in the eighth inning. At that point, it was 11 to zero, so there was really nothing they could do. Um, yeah, it was a, it was one of the most embarrassing Dodgers postseason losses I've ever seen. Um, just in terms of the way that they they started the game, giving up six in the first inning, three in the second inning. mean, um, props to the rest of the the pitching staff for holding them to two for the, over the course of you know three through nine, but um, you know maybe they can they can go off that and, and work off that tonight, and maybe they can build off the two runs that scored in the eighth inning, but. Um, looking for Bobby Miller to save their season tonight. It looks like, um, and it looks like Max Freed couldn't do it for for the Braves, barring a uh, a bullpen collapse slash a Zach Lear collapse from the from the Phillies. And then um, again, the offense has to get going for the Braves. So that's kind of our, uh, our divisional update. Those games began Saturday. Uh, I think they're scheduled to go through Thursday if 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 needed. It looks like the only series that's going to need five games right now. It looks like the Twins series. Twins Astros looks really good so far. Um, we'll see if the Dodgers are competitive tonight. I, I am fully confident they can get a win tonight. Um, they have historically hit better against Zach gallon. That said, Merrill Kelly is one of the worst pitchers all time against the Dodgers. And he went six and a third, gave up three hits on five K's and no runs earned. So, um, you know, it's all about the offenses for these, uh, these NL juggernauts to actually get going. And, um, so far they have not. So we'll see if the Dodgers can, uh, kind of write some wrongs in game two tonight. Other than that though, uh, kind of pushes us towards, uh, Towards NFL injuries here had a bunch this week, um, really unfortunate. Justin Jefferson right hamstring injury, no timetable yet. They think he's probably. I bet he misses a game. Um, again, we haven't. You know, Kevin O'Connell wouldn't give a timeline uh, post game on him. But again, I'm, I'm betting he misses at least a game. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a had an ankle sprain on his right ankle, left the game, came back, and then finished it with two touchdowns. So um, he shouldn't miss any time. He should be good to go uh, next week. I don't remember who they're playing next week, but he should be good to go. Anthony Richardson with a grade three AC joint sprain uh, shoulder injury. Uh, he's going to miss some games. I know uh, Shane Steichen wouldn't say how many games they don't know, but he's going to miss some time. Daniel Jones is a neck injury. Uh, again, that one, they don't think he's going to miss any time, and they're optimistic he plays next week, but I don't really think Giants fans care. Um, James Conner, Chris Olave, Tank Dell uh, with a knee, ankle, and concussion, respectively, and then Robert Woods with ribs. Um, I assume – Tank misses a game. I don't know the severity. I don't know if we got a severity on James Conner's knee injury. can look while I'm talking about it. Um, same goes for Olave. I think Olave is going to be all right. I think he just kind of rolled an ankle. don't think he He might miss maybe a game if, if it kind of nags him throughout the week. Uh, but I think he should be good to go. But let me go ahead and do a quick search. Um, while we're talking about that, Juju smith schuster also with a concussion. Most of the guys who have concussions probably miss a game. Just kind of considering... Concussion protocol it's hard to not miss a game in the NFL. So when you go into protocol, I it doesn't. I don't, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see uh, Olave not miss any games. Let me check James Conner. But I don't think Olave is gonna miss any either. Um, and then the big one this week, uh, kind of the biggest news injury wise. Obviously Justin Jefferson's big and he missed a couple games. But uh, the the real big one is. Is Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman, uh, guard slash tackle for the Jets. Torres Achilles, is out for the season. And then Matt Milano, linebacker for the Bills, uh, injured right leg. I think he, I don't know if it was a fracture or what, but he broke his. I think he broke a bone in his leg or something, something to that effect. Um, may not have word yet. Again, I didn't didn't get a lot of football watching in this weekend. But I know Matt Milano done for the year with a leg injury. Um, looks like James is going to miss a couple weeks. No timetable yet. So you hate to see it. Um again injuries have kind of been running rampant this year, which I know Brett and I have also talked about. It. It's just not fun. You want to see the best players play. Um, and that's ultimately not what we've had. And obviously, you're gonna see guys get hurt, but um, you know, it just sucks. Uh you hate to see this kind of stuff happen. I know like Aaron Jones is inactive against the night with his uh, with his hamstring issue, keeps nagging him. So you want the you want the best guys to play. Um uh, we've had a bunch of big name guys go out for the year already. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker and Matt Milano to the list, two guys who are exceptional at what they do. Matt Milano was a Pro bowler last year, but Elijah Vera Tucker battled injuries kind of his whole career. Um, I was a big fan of his at of USC. He's played great at guard, great, played great at tackle for the Jets. So um, I guess also Devon, Devon A. Chan, uh, knee injury, we don't really have a timetable at all. It sounds like he's going to miss a game, maybe more. We don't really know. No timetable has been given, but when uh, kind of Given the way that Mike McDaniel would not talk about it, um, you know, it sounds like he's gonna miss some games, which, which again sucks. He's been one of the most electric players in the league so far this year as a rookie at Texas AM. I know Brett and I talked about him last week on the rookie watch, so, um, you hate to see it. Um, you know, honestly, it it kind of sucks again. Um, seeing these guys go hurt, especially the young guys, these electric players, you hate to see it, but it's part of the game, um, it happens, so, um, you just kind of got to live with it. Next man up. A lot of guys have made their career on being the next man up. Austin Eckler, one of them. So hopefully we get to see uh, some guys step up for all these teams. And, um, yeah, it's going to be for the NFL, NFL injury-wise. We'll get more NFL content on turf, on Thursday Turf Talk. Wednesday afternoon we record that. Hopefully we'll have some updates for all these guys as well. Um, NHL season kicks off on October 10th. So tomorrow, puck drop is tomorrow, as they call it, in the hockey world. Um, give an update periodically on on the standings. Probably be a while, similar to baseball, but it took a while because early in the year teams you know win a game, drop a game, people are moving around super tight. So probably wait a couple of weeks for some separation to take place to give give a little standings update. But um, definitely gonna be covering that periodically throughout the the season. Then uh, NBA tip off is tonight, and then there's gonna be a 73 game slate across the preseason with the regular season starting on October 24th. So a bunch of preseason basketball. Not a lot of the older stars will play, the minimal minutes, but we'll see a lot of the young guys. So uh, Spurs fans like Brett, Victor Romanyama will be getting some minutes. Uh, the Amon brothers, Thompson brothers, um, Oswar and amen will be getting some minutes for those guys. Another game to watch. And then Scoot Henderson, another name. I think he's if he's going to be good to go, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, get some NBA preseason action. Then the season starts on the 24th. So another thing we'll start be starting to cover on the uh, the weekly episodes, on the regular cold seat episodes. Um, that kind of wraps it up today. My ice bath for the episode is, uh, again, spent the weekend at the, at the State Fair. Um, super electric environment on Saturday. Got there right about as game as, as the uh, Texas A U game started. You could hear, you know, whenever someone make a place, so you have to look up at the at the, at the Cotton Bowl, at the top of the Cotton Bowl. You could see whether it was Oklahoma or Texas fans, you could see whether they were red or burnt orange. You could see them cheering or they just stand there. So you knew if it was loud. And someone in Oklahoma gear was, was standing there. You know, Texas made a big player, kind of vice versa. So it was really cool to see. Um, and then when the game got out, all the fans coming out. And obviously Texas fans a little dejected. And Oklahoma fans kind of on a high. So it was pretty cool to see. It was a cool environment. Um, and then the Pharaohs awesome. awesome. Pharaohs a really good time. So I uh, made some great memories. Had some really good food. I'll um, say the highlights, the food-wise highlights. I will say the best savory food that we had. Ooh. Let me think about this. The best savory thing we had. The best savory food. I have, some, I have a bunch of pictures. Let me look at the pictures real quick. Let's see. I'm going to go with the best savory food we had. It was fried cacio al e pepe, which is a Roman pasta. Basically, like a bunch of like Parmesan cheese, um, things of that nature. It's like spaghetti, but they fried it in a brick. Like a block was pretty good. Um, also, this steak bowl that was really good. Um, also, the best, the best sweet food was either classic fair food wise, fried cookie dough was pretty good. Um and then from a, like a non traditional fair food that actually won an award this year at the fair was the uh was a cheesecake dipped in chocolate that was then like rolled in biscoff cookies, drizzled with like some sort of like cookie butter on top. It was very good. It's elite. Very deserving to win an award. Um so I'll give those those are I guess my four that I'll give a shout out to at the fair. Um yeah, I mean, it was a great time. I recommend that everyone who lives in Texas goes. I think people who live just in the South that make a trip to Texas or make a trip to Dallas, I think that should be on their on their radar for sure. Uh, college football fans too. It's it's a great environment, especially on a Saturday, especially when there's a game there. So highly recommend. Uh, it's a great venue. Um, definitely, definitely a, a a thing that should be on a lot of people's bucket list. But that kind of wraps it up for me. Um, oh, Brett's ice bath. Forgot about that. Um, gotta get his ice bath. Ice bath. I'll get my thoughts on his ice bath. He said uh, excited for the NBA season. Not sure. He said he wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I'll, I'm in the same boat. Uh, we'll make our predictions on episode 58 in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll say it seems like it's Denver and everybody else in the East, and or in the West. And the East seems like I don't really know. Uh, Philly is obviously going to be good. Boston will be good. Milwaukee will be good. And outside of those two, those three teams, kind of feels like it's anybody's anybody's uh, conference. So ho- hopefully we get a, a healthy NBA season. Um, hopefully we get some health across the board. Hopefully we get uh, just competitiveness and some some parity this year. Um, you yeah, know, I don't wanna, I don't really want to see the Nuggets win it back to back or have like a Nuggets Bucks two teams that have won it recently. I want to see some new teams be competitive. Obviously, I want to see the Lakers be competitive. Those are my guys. But um, yeah, man, looking forward to it. Um, I like when the NBA season NBA season gets going again. Hopefully, we get some health. I hope we get some news. on uh, the James Harden front's kind of been kind of, been kind of quiet, so. Um but yeah, that kind of wraps it up today. Again, a bit of a weird episode having to kind of split it up for the two recordings. Um again, just kind of gotta fight through the audio issues, I know. Um, as much as the pod is, is important to us, obviously the Wi-Fi issues at Brett's apartment. There's people who try to do school who live there. So um not just not just the pod is important, but the you know, kind of the least of the worries, if you will. So try to keep it in perspective. Uh, It definitely isn't a little bit of an inconvenience, but for Brett and I, it's not that bad. Uh, I know there's folks who live at that complex that are trying to do school and do work. So uh, definitely a bigger problem for them. So, you know, again, perspective is important here. So um, as much as it's an inconvenience for us, we still get to do this, make it work. So I guess I got to roll through it, kind of go as as needed and and adjust as needed. But uh, yeah, it's a good episode today. Hopefully we'll be back uh, on the same recording on Wednesday, When's the evening for us, Thursday morning for you guys for t- Thursday turf talk, but I will uh, we'll see you guys then and hopefully like I said get these resolved and we'll see you guys Thursday.